you're listening to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. In this episode, we talk about coffee updates and news from the shops. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the studio. How have you been? Good, thanks. Hi, Anna. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. So we got a few coffees coming up this week. Uh, it's two Ethiopian coffees that I was hoping you could talk about. One is a limited release and one is a regular release. The limited release is a coffee called Adosi. It's an anaerobic natural process coffee from Yigashef. But can you tell us about that? We only bought a very small amount of this coffee. It's quite a difficult process to... Um, for the producers to do, for Testy to do. Um, but they did a small amount uh, in a couple of different locations and we thought this one was the just a really nice balance of having some of the character from Aricha, from Yoga Chef, um, as well as that, that additional sort of anaerobic fermentation sort of pulpiness and fruitiness that it, it adds to the coffee. So, yeah, we were really happy with this and um, bought a small amount. It's fairly expensive and a lot of that has to do with the um the new government regulations that came in last year in Ethiopia they mandated a floor price for different processing methods and and the one that had the biggest impact was the, the anaerobic one they set a floor price of um like ten dollars US per pound which is um pretty expensive it's, it's about it cost us um, more than double the cost of a comparable coffee so for example the Gara Agena is another really great coffee from Ethiopia but you wouldn't necessarily think that the difference between the two was you know, a double doubling of price. And um, it's a common question mm. uh, among staff and also customers, uh, anaerobic mm-hmm. process or anaerobic fermentation. What happens to the coffee when it's anaerobic? It's done in different ways everywhere. In Ethiopia, the way that um, they produce this coffee is they have these big bright blue polypropylene barrels um, and they have like an airlock on the top that you see for fermentation of, you know, sauerkraut and things like that and they sort of lock all the coffee in there keep it shut for a certain period and it needs to be over a particular temperature in ethiopia during harvest and drying it's not an issue because it's quite warm and um yeah during this this process is it's done with minimal minimal oxygen so it sort of tends to develop different um, acids and different flavor compounds than it would if it was processed in like or if it was dried on drying beds or if it was pulped and then and then dried. So this is a limited uh, release. It's a limited release. How long will it be on the shelves for? Uh we only bought 120 kilos, so we're going to do two batches per week for two weeks. And it's going to be 250 gram bags because we we do have that 120 kilos of it. It's it's going to be it would be quite slow to move if we were going to do it in the 150 gram bags. And there's another Ethiopian that is uh, new to Market Lane this year as well, Gara Agena. Gara Agena. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is from Sidama. Mm-hmm. It's a natural process. Yes. What can you tell us about this? Um, this is a new washing station that Testi bought the land and set up. Sometimes when they've they've started, you know, new in Talking Marks washing stations, they've actually just bought old ones and sort of refurbished them. This is a new site. And it's a really beautiful place. It's a really cool setup. They've got basically the road is um, at quite a high elevation and then the the site for the washing station heads downhill and most of the drying beds and most of the the large area of the, the washing station is sort of tucked away inside the crook of a river and uh, it means that the, the temperature down there is quite cool and the coffee dries really slowly. It's a 
it's a spectacular view and a spectacular place. It's one of the washing stations I visited in um, in February when I went over to Ethiopia. And we talked about Testi in the podcast before, but mm. for new staff and listeners, who are Testi? Well, Testi is like a family family run business. It's owned by Faisal Yunus, uh, and he has owned. He's been in the coffee um, business for a long time. Um, he started with very small farms out in the in the west of Ethiopia and um, and has grown quite quickly. And his success has sort of has come in line with a few policy changes in Ethiopia that have allowed more vertical integration. And that means that they've allowed exporters to own coffee farms and washing stations and export businesses. And there's various arguments as to whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, obviously, in Faisal's case, it's a good thing because it's allowed him to grow his business. And um, because he's really quality focused, it's allowed him to to apply that to every to every sort of layer of the coffee industry in Ethiopia, from growing to processing to exporting. In, in his case, it has been a really good thing. In some cases, it's not so good. So there's some pushback in Kenya at the moment against vertical integration because um, larger corporations, multinationals can basically control the market more than they probably should. And for flavors, what can we expect? Mm. Are these coffees similar or very different? No, they're quite different in terms of taste. Um, actually, in terms of if they were both washed and we were tasting them side by side, they would have very similar um, taste profiles because they're reasonably close together. We traveled between Aricha and Karamo in the same day. It was only a couple of hours between them. And in terms of like scale of Ethiopia that's quite close so yeah geographically they're quite close they would taste similar if you tasted them both the same process side by side um, but because of the different processing methods they'll, they'll, they should really taste quite different on the table mm, I think these coffees will be fairly easy to talk about uh, quite distinct flavors for for our customers to to taste as well and I think we can expect a lot of coffee tourists coming up uh, there's a Melbourne International Coffee Expo happening soon we will have a few visitors and uh, a few um, coffee tourists around uh, probably less so than last year because we don't have the World Barista Championship as happened last year but there will still be a bit of interest and we've got a really great coffee lineup um, for this week we've got a very nice range so there's coffee from obviously Rwanda and Brazil and Ethiopia and Guatemala and our seasonal so there's a lot to choose from and um, you know something for something for everyone I was also hoping that you could talk a little bit about um, updates from the shops You've been busy building. Yeah, I've been putting together a uh, sort of like a dividing wall for the back room at Sydney Road and also um, trying to improve the aesthetics of the toilet. The current two stalls have got a charming 70s with a late 90s renovation vibe going on. And to bring the aesthetic up in line with our shop, we thought we should put some tiles on the wall and change the loo. So I've been cracking on with that. We're also going to overhaul the Paran Market stall. Um, we've got a new two-year license for that and we expect we'll be able to keep it for a bit longer. So we're going to overhaul it um, to get it ready for the Pran main shop renovation. So the market stall is what most people refer to as the pop-up. It's no longer pop-up. It's been there since 2018 and it's definitely popped. And now it's a market stall rather than just like a pop-up. So um, we're going to give it a proper floor, change the bar orientation a little bit, put some better signage up. 
and uh, you know, it's going to be all grown up. So we're doing that in September and then in January, February sort of time, we're going to do the Pran main shop renovation. So we've got a brand new lease for the, we will have a brand new lease for the main shop. We don't have it yet, but we're, it's looking very positive. So um, we're going to do a refurb of that, that shop too. In terms of our offer, it will change slightly. We're going to do a little bit more food. So we're not going to put in a full cooking kitchen, but we will do, you know, maybe a couple more sandwiches than we do now, but, but basically have room to prepare them better and more professionally have a bit more dedicated space. We're going to bring back roasting to the site, which I'm really excited about. We've got the five kilo probat in storage and we're going to pull it out and commission it in the space. And Pran will be roasting their own seasonal espresso for, for bulk and everything else will get packed up here in Western Street. And obviously Western Street will remain the backup for that shop. But to, to have the coffee being roasted on site and um, someone roasting, I think will add a lot to the, to the space and, and bring back a nice atmosphere. You mentioned that you also got a question from the floor. Yeah, that's right. We got some um, anonymous feedback on our anonymous feedback form. Of course, anytime you want, you can click on the link in the newsletters and ask us a question. Uh, and we're obviously happy to address those. Um, but this question was, why don't we serve batch brew? Or, you know, why don't we have a batch brew option? And I guess the two two main reasons are is that we we really want people to choose what coffee they want to have. Um, so if we had a, a batch brew, we're sort of eliminating any sort of information about the coffee at all. It would be just a cup of batchy things. And that doesn't really say anything about the coffee, you know, anything about the processing or the coffee producer. It really eliminates the, the need for customers to make a choice about the coffee. And we've gone to a lot of effort to lay out our menu so that people do make a choice about the coffee. And it's not a right choice or wrong choice. It's not about pricing or anything like that, but it's about looking at um coffees on a list and saying they're different and so i'm going to have to choose one of them that's the main reason the second reason is about quality i don't know about you but like a lot of the time when i go out and i'll have a uh, filter coffee out at a, a cafe um the batch brew is usually not brewed very recently for example i was at a unnamed cafe this morning and i had a um i asked for a filter coffee and the, the only option they had was a, a batch brew and um to be honest, it tasted like it was brewed, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and it, it had been there until 11 o'clock and I was the first person to, to drink it. It really tasted, tasted terrible. So my fear is that um, if we did have a batch brew, it would be really difficult to enforce those time limits. It might be a little bit wasteful um, and it would be hard to do really well. So they're the two long answers. I have similar experience uh, as you, that you go to a cafe and order the batch brew and you get a, uh, get a cup of hot coffee. But, you know, I don't really know, don't really know anything about the coffee and it doesn't really feel special. Mm. It was just convenient for, yeah. for everyone. But that's about it. We also got another update coming up very shortly. It's a new pour over recipe. Yes, that's right. We're going to change the way that we brew filter coffee in our stores. So we're going to go from the ceramic traditional sort of market lane cones. We're going to start brewing coffee in a V60 cone. Um, so it's the, the main difference is in like the flow rate of how much water or coffee can go through the bottom of the cone. And uh, in doing a bit of testing, we found that it allows us to brew the coffee you know, a touch faster, but most importantly, the flavor of the brews are a bit better. They're just like a little bit more open. Their acidity is um, more rounded out 
and the sweetness is a bit better. The recipes also change. So instead of brewing with 30 grams of coffee and 500 grams of water, we're brewing with 20 grams of coffee and 300 grams of water. And this is slightly more than a single serve. So it means that you'll still be able to taste the coffee and make a full serve for a customer, but it's it's not going to be it's not two cups. It's just a basically a single single cup. So it'll be a bit of a change. Uh, we've got some recipe cards coming out, and we'll send out a we'll send out the cones soon and um, give the managers a chance to have a practice brewing, so they can help you all with um, any questions that you have or any concerns. If you have any other questions to Jason uh, about uh, Market Lane or coffee in general, please get in touch. Yeah, my email address is jason at marketlane.com.au or you can hit us up at training at marketlane.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the shop soon.